0: Well, happy Fourth of July, everyone! Uh, our church has yet again survived another Fourth of July. And stare every night sitting on the roof, just watching the steeple catch fire. The amount of it was like World War Three here last night. But uh, as I was kind of meditating on the our Independence Day and in our country, just in general, and I was talking to a buddy of mine, and I was like you know, aren't you kind of upset that God isn't doing anything? Right? I mean, am I the only one thinking this? Right? I mean, you look out, you have these, the, kind of, what America was, what it's turning into, and where is God in the midst of this? And my buddy's like, well, maybe God is doing something. And I'm like, well, it doesn't look like it. And he's like, well, just remember, God's ways are not our ways. And internally, I'm just like, Shut up. You know, it sounds like, I mean, even though that's a true statement, it's biblical, it just seems like a cop-out to me. Like, come on. But as I started looking at it and kind of seeing what was the common denominator between kind of these two polar, like the, the polar opposites of America, what it was and what it's turning into. And then I started to think that, yeah, maybe God is doing something. Maybe he's teaching us. In the exact same way that he taught the Jewish people. Now in the first reading we have the prophet Zechariah telling us that the Jewish nation is set apart. They are to be like the light of all nations. Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed if I would have said, What civilization in the history of the world, where was God going to come to us? Who would have guessed Israel? Nobody. Nobody. We might have guessed, you know, the Romans, the Persians, the Greeks, the Babylonians, but Israel? How weird. And then I got to thinking, why did he choose this weird nation, this blip on the map? Why? It certainly wasn't because they were a powerful nation, I mean, they were enslaved to most of their history. I mean, think about it. What were the two major moments in Israel's history? You should know one for sure. Egypt. Egypt. Good. Right? Well, even more so, what about Egypt? The Exodus. Good. So, that they were actually released from slavery. So, their first huge moment is like, yeah, we're not slaves. The second huge moment, does anybody know that one? This one's a little bit harder. Huh? Huh? No, I mean, not, yeah, again, I'll get to that. <clears throat> David and Goliath, we're just used to that because it's a story, right? And it's an incredible story. Good guess. The, actually, the second major thing in Israel's history is the return from the Babylonian captivity, the Babylonian exile. So again, when they were enslaved, so they're not a powerful nation. So let's make the argument. <clears throat> Maybe it was their great leadership, right? Right? If you have ever read the book of Kings, 1 and 1st and 2nd Kings, you will realize they had some of the worst leadership in the history of the world. Every king was a nightmare. It just went from king to king to king. And if you read that book, it said, you know, and then came Jeconiah to take the throne of Israel. And he did worse than all kings before him. You could maybe argue David and Solomon. <clears throat> But that was for a short period of time, and maybe they had a regional influence. But never were they a global power. And David and Solomon, David's a murderer and an adulterer. And Solomon's so addicted to pleasure that he has like a thousand wives. So it's not leadership. What is it? Why did God choose this And I don't mean any disrespect to the Jewish people, but this really insignificant, poorly run country. I think it's maybe because God values something other than we value. Maybe, just maybe, God is trying to teach us dependence. I was thinking about this because what do we celebrate this weekend? It's our Independence Day. When we say we're autonomous, we're Americans, we do what we want. We're in charge of the world. We're the global power. Don't mess with America. I just was listening to Toby Keese, brought to you courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. I don't know if you've ever heard that song, but that is like America's anthem. And yet, today... We're given this dependence. For Americans, dependence is weakness. Dependence on God in the modern day and age is foolishness. Yet if you look at America a hundred years ago and America in the present, what's the difference? I would argue there's one difference. We've just kicked God out of the picture. That's all. We've always been a pretty affluent nation. But we used to be dependent upon God. And when you lose dependence upon God, you lose everything. And we should know that from the Jewish history. For the Jews, when they were dependent upon God, miracles happened. Oceans split in two. Darkness covered the land. And when they weren't dependent upon God, everything fell apart. Their whole nation imploded. And you know what? God let that happen. God let that happen. Because He reverences our free will. He wants us to choose Him, but He can't force us to choose Him. I think you could argue the entire theme, the entire message of the entire Bible... Is dependence upon God. For everything. Dependence on God for everything. And once you interiorize that. Things become a lot easier. Once you realize that God's in control and you're not. Yes, your burdens are lighter as he says in the gospel. In fact, he even says that unless you become like little children. You cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is, again, the common denominator of children? Dependence. They would die without you, parents. Now, they can be little buggers, too, but what they show us and what Jesus is trying to get across to us, the childlike, are those who are dependent. They trust implicitly. When a dad stands and says, jump, the kid jumps. I think on this independence day, God is telling us, no, not independence, dependence. You need me. In John 15, he says, without me, you can do nothing. If we keep on the track that our country is on right now, pushing God out, proclaiming our autonomy as humanity, man, the measure of all things, we will destroy ourselves. It's what we do. With God, we can do amazing things. Pope Benedict XVI said in his first homily as Pope, I was at this Mass. He said, how can I do this? In reference to the papacy, leading the church. How can I do this? How will I be able to do it? How can I manage this great task on my own? He said, the truth is, my friends, I am not alone. I don't carry this burden by myself. I could never carry it. God is with me. God sustains me. And you, I ask you for your prayers, your love, and your faith to accompany in my great task. I don't know if you know this, but today... I am the 21st pastor of St. Joseph's Catholic Church. I... (laughs) No. Yeah. No. But I stand on the shoulders of giants that have come before me. And I am not like Father Collins. I am not like Monsignor Schumacher. I am not like Father Campbell. Most of you are like, yeah, we know. But there is one thing that me and those 20 pastors before me have in common. And that is, if we don't depend on Jesus, we will mess it up real bad. Because we got nothing without him. Nothing. St. Bonaventure said it best. He said, if you learn everything... But you don't learn Christ, you've learned nothing. And if you learn nothing but Christ, you have learned everything. When we finally realize that without God we can do nothing, then my friends, our burdens will be light. Then our country will return to the path that it must be on. And so today, on this Independence Day, let us solemnly declare our dependence upon God on behalf of our nation. And if that makes us not American, then I don't want to be American. I want to be Catholic. Because even though I'm not an American, I will be Christian and I will be free. Not free from tyrannical rule, free from sin, free from the things that enslave me. That's the freedom that we all want. As Americans today, and as we approach this altar, let us beg for our country, for ourselves, to once again depend on God for everything.